Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to increase traffic and conversions on your e-commerce site. But I want to also be clear that just as Rome wasn't built in a day, we did not pull all these strategies together over a weekend. It's been a slow and steady incremental layer of tactics combined with a whole lot of trial and error. However, the combined effect of having all these systems in place has helped us dramatically increase e-commerce traffic and conversions, which continues to grow upon itself. In fact, we're looking at about 100% growth in our e-commerce sales so far this year. So it really becomes like an exponential growth curve over time, even if it can seem kind of slow at first. So in this brief episode, I'm going to lay out a complete playbook of strategies that we use to promote our online store, which is soyoung.ca, and increase our e-commerce traffic and conversions. So I've grouped the strategies in terms of where they fall in the marketing and sales funnel sequence. So for those unfamiliar with the concept of the marketing funnel, top funnel activities are designed to attract new visitors who are unfamiliar with our products to our website. Mid-funnel activities are designed to build a relationship with the user who still may be warming up to our brand. Bottom funnel activities are intended to convince people who already have an interest in our products and are familiar with them to actually make a purchase. So first I want to talk about top funnel strategies. So obviously SEO is the best way to get traffic. However, it's generally only going to deliver a substantial amount of traffic when you are selling an extremely specialized product that has very little online competition. For everything else, you're going to need another strategy to bring traffic to your site. And for us, we sell lunch boxes, backpacks, diaper bags, and there is absolutely no way we can compete for these valuable keywords in terms of pure organic search. So here's what we do to actually get new visitors to discover our products. First thing we do is blog placements. And a lot of these, you know, often we'll trade product for blog placements. Sometimes we'll get it without even asking, but in many cases we'll actually pay for placements on prominent blogs. Being featured on the blog of an influencer is a great way to generate traffic and also build trust in your products. So we do a fair bit of PR to get free coverage, but some of the biggest hits we've had have been paid placements with well-established bloggers who align with our audience. Now, this is not always cheap, but in some cases we have seen our traffic temporarily increase by a multiple of like 10 times with a single mention on a blog. So this can be a very effective way to drive traffic and reach a new audience. You just want to make sure there's going to be an ROI and maybe dip your toe in with a specific blog. Uh, or if you've heard um, or spoken to other people in your industry who have had a great experience, that may be another way to approach it. So another thing we do is Facebook and Google shopping ads. 
So there are a lot of ways to do banner advertising online. However, we've found that Facebook and Google Shopping specifically are the most effective for reaching people who have absolutely no awareness of our product. Facebook, for instance, allows for very tight targeting, which allows us to reach exactly the type of profile that we've found are most interested in our products, mainly mothers of children between the ages of about three and 10 with some kind of university education. There's a feature called lookalike audiences in Facebook that allows us to upload lists of our past customers so that Facebook can use its algorithm to find similar targets. And it's been a very cost-effective way to generate valuable new traffic. Google Shopping is great because, you know, our products really are sold on a visual appeal. So prospective customers need to see an image of the product's design in response to a specific search query before they're actually going to click on it. So for us, it's a way of qualifying the buyer. If there's no image, I find the audience is just too generic, too broad. So Google Shopping allows you to deliver an image in response to a search query, which has been most effective for us. Okay, so that covers the main top funnel strategies that we use. Okay, let's talk about mid-funnel strategies now. One of the biggest mistakes you can make is to pay for traffic to come to your site and then completely fail to capture the opportunity to continue marketing to that new visitor. People are rarely going to purchase a product that they've just stumbled upon on the first viewing. So you need strategies for keeping them in the loop once they visited your site and have an idea of what your brand's about. Yeah, the first strategy we use is something called the win this call to action email opt-in. So in order to capture email addresses, you need an offer that's compelling enough for a first-time visitor to fill it out. Now, we've used coupon codes in the past and we continue to use them, but the most effective strategy we've used is a pop-up that offers the potential to win a substantial prize. And in our case, we give away like six of our products, which are valued at almost $400. So we use something called Optin Monster. You can go to IndieBrandBuilder.com and find the related article to find a link to Optin Monster. Optin Monster has this cool feature called Exit Intent Technology, which triggers the pop-up. As soon as the user's mouse scrolls up to the top left corner of the screen, which is typically the movement someone would be making before they enter a URL or hit their the close window button, and that's the exact moment that the pop-up is actually going to be served offering the opportunity to enter this contest to win a high value prize. You can actually try it out. If you go to soyoung.ca, um, as of the recording of this, this offer is currently live on our website. This is an extremely effective opt-in. It has absolutely crushed other opt-ins that we've used. It's multiplied our opt-in for our newsletter, um, and we typically can see almost a 10% opt-in of people who land on this page. And then we also obviously market this contest to our social media followers, and that's been a great way to convert social media followers into email subscribers. So highly recommend you not just have an opt-in offer, but have a really high value sort of contest-driven opt-in offer for your email subscribers. The other thing we do, and this is also critical, is retargeting. So you may yourself find it annoying when you see ads for a website that you've recently visited following you around the internet. But I can tell you from firsthand experience, this is an extremely effective form of advertising. If you've spent the money to bring a visitor to your site 
they don't fill out a subscriber form, you've essentially wasted your money unless you have a way to continue reaching out to them. So retargeting is great because it consistently reinforces your brand with previous visitors but you actually only pay when they click back to your website. So you're getting that additional brand recognition reinforcement virtually for free. So this is by far the most effective way to keep non-subscribers in the loop so that you can increase their relationship with the brand. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll just have a higher brand awareness, but essentially you've multiplied the effectiveness of that initial spend that you've made to get the traffic to your site. Okay, finally, I want to talk about bottom funnel strategies for increasing conversions on your site. Bottom funnel strategies are designed really to seal the deal with visitors who have already visited your site and built a relationship with your brand, but have not yet made a purchase. So retargeting can somewhat fall into this category, but a couple of the other things we do are subscriber and purchase automation sequences. So we actually have two main email sequences that we send to subscribers. The first occurs as soon as they join our email list. They're gonna get a, a series of emails over three to four weeks, including a welcome email with a social media link, an email containing a list of testimonials from satisfied customers, an email with pictures of celebrities using our products, and an email with a list of our most popular products. Now, I'm not sending these all in four days. I'm spreading them out over a few weeks, but these are very effective at getting people to come back to the site and consider purchasing our products if they haven't already. And by the way, there is a, I have a full blog post on our subscriber email sequence on the website. It shows you, gives you visuals of the actual emails that we use. The second email sequence is triggered by a purchase on our site. So the buyer is going to receive first a thank you email, letting them know that we're here for them if they have any issues with the products and thanking them for the purchase. The second email encourages them to share a photo of their purchase on our Instagram account, which also has an incentive uh, for a discount off their next purchase. So it's a great way to incentivize people to share as well as getting them to come back and purchase more. A third email requests a review of the product on our site. And finally, they'll also receive the email highlighting our most popular products so that they can you know, perhaps choose another product down the line, either as a gift or another product for themselves. The second major bottom funnel strategy we use is a customized cart abandonment email sequence. So we've really upped our game when it comes to shopping cart abandonment. Shopify does have a basic responder built right into the software, but the settings are kind of limited and it's really a simple plain text email. So recently we decided to start sending two emails to anyone who submitted their purchase information but did not complete the sale, which is also known as cart abandonment. And we use a tool called abandonment protector. And I have another um, uh, post where I cover sort of the details of Abandonment Protector when I talk about a bunch of Shopify apps that we use. The first email arrives like 10 minutes after they leave the site with a full cart. And this is actually the email that really seals the deal and does the best job of closing um, and reconverting abandoned carts. I would say probably 80 to 90% of people are persuaded by that first email. You know, people get distracted, they may move on, they may not be able to quite pull the trigger. So just giving that, them that extra nudge right after they visited your site is 
huge. It's actually increased our overall sales or conversions by about 10%. The second email uh, arrives the next day, kind of a cleanup email. Both of these emails utilize the buyer's first name in the copy. This is really important to personalize the email. It features an appealing hero image and it includes a personalized message from a member of our staff encouraging them to get in touch if they have any questions. Just, you know, a friendly piece of customer service outreach. Okay, in conclusion, all of these tactics are not things you're going to pull together overnight. This has been a gradual process. So it's really easy for us to overlook the dramatic changes from last year. But when I'm looking at our data, this point versus our last year, our sales are up almost double over what they were last year in terms of our e-commerce channel. So this is huge. And I can't say it was any one of these tactics, but in combination, persisting over time, hey, this is the long haul you're into here. So if you have any questions about these six strategies, I'd encourage you to go to IndieBrandBuilder.com, find the article related to this podcast, and leave a comment. Be happy to answer any of your questions. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com.